without a doubt, product-led growth companies outperform their peers. And I think it comes down to just all around better unit economics. I mean, within our own portfolio, we know the companies who take this approach to growth, they have higher growth rates, they spend less on sales and marketing, they have lower payback, they're just able to grow more efficiently. Hi, and welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, brought to you by SaaS Talk. On this episode of the show, Alex chats with Ashley Murphy, Director of Growth at OpenView Ventures, about the benefits of product-led growth and how to go about implementing it in your own company. Ashley has spent the last two and a half years helping the OpenView portfolio companies with their go-to-market strategy, including product-led growth. The unique model that the Boston-based VC firm has is to provide strong support to companies post their investment to help them refine business models, pricing, marketing, so they can ultimately scale. Prior to joining OpenView, Ashley cut her teeth in Wayfair.com, where she executed their expansion into B2B. As the company grew, Ashley found herself craving the early days of figuring out go-to-market strategy from scratch. OpenView and their great portfolio of companies such as Expensify, Calendly, Datadog and many others was the perfect ground for that. In the last year or so, OpenView have been on the forefront of product-led growth and have spoken and written in large about its benefits to SaaS companies. Ashley gets into a lot of depth on the subject, including what is product-led growth, Product-led growth is a go-to-market strategy that relies really on the product itself to be the primary driver of user acquisition, retention, and expansion. So it's all about how can you put your product and your software at the forefront of every step of your lead and customer journey. What needs to change first in an organization before it can start implementing product-led growth? Product-led growth involves thinking about you know, how you can delabor sort of all the aspects of your business and think about your product as an asset as it relates to marketing, as it relates to sales, your packaging and your pricing, your customer success, really, I mean, every pillar of your business. How to flip the switch for areas like marketing and customer success. Thinking about your product as a marketing channel, right? And using your product to target your users, not just your buyers. Right? So you're thinking about how can you get your product in front of potential users as a way to create lead generation. Thinking about how you can empower more self-service for your customers to make them more successful. So rather than leaning into your account managers or your CSMs um, to serve those customers, which may not be quite as scalable, how can you start to take some of the work that they do and build it into the product itself? Ashley will be covering the topic even more extensively at Sastog East Coast, which will be taking place June 4th to the 6th in New York. There, she'll be taking the stage alongside Michael Litt, CEO of VDArt, Megan Keeney Anderson, VP Marketing at HubSpot, and Aaron Crow, something of a mastermind in SaaS onboarding. You'll be hearing from him on next week's episode. To see them and a ton of other amazing speakers, make sure you grab a ticket before March 29th to save $100. Go to sastock.com forward slash events and click on East Coast to learn more. And while you're on the savings site, be sure to sign up for our insider sale 
to be in for early access to our two-for-one tickets for SASTOK 19, taking place in Dublin in October. For that, go to sastalk.com forward slash insiders. Now on with the show. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution show, uh, Ashley Murphy, Senior Director of Growth at OpenView. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks for having me. No, it's great to great to have you on uh, the podcast. I think we've had Liz Kane on previously from uh, from OpenView, um, and we know you guys well. I think you've, you, uh, OpenView has uh, uh, spoken at uh, quite a few of our conferences over the last couple of years. So uh, good to have uh, friends of SaaS Talk on uh, <laughs> uh, on on the show. Ashley, so um, tell us a little, little bit about yourself. Who is Ashley Murphy? Sure. So currently, I am the Senior Director of Growth at OpenView. And for anyone listening in who isn't familiar, so OpenView is a venture capital firm that invests exclusively in B2B expansion stage software companies. So what does that mean? Expansion, expansion stage to us means these companies have found product market fit, they're generating meaningful revenue, and they're really ready to scale their go-to-market. Um, so some of the investments that you may know would be in structure, Datadog, Expensify, Deputy, um, and Zipwip, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. But what makes OpenView really unique um, is that because we have a very focused investment strategy, we've got a team that works hands-on with our portfolio companies post-investment. So in my role, I actually get to work hands-on with our portfolio company's leadership to help them better understand their customers, to ultimately optimize their go-to-market strategy so they can scale faster and more efficiently. Very cool. How long have you been at OpenView? What were you doing before? How did you get into uh, VC? Yeah, great question. So I've been at OpenView two and a half years now. Um, and I've sort of had an interesting path and sort of stumbled my way into SaaS and VC, and, it, and it's been definitely a fun ride. Um, so previously to joining OpenView, I had joined a company that was lesser known at the time called Wayfair, um, which I'm assuming most folks know Wayfair by now, especially if you watch HGTV. But they are the largest e-commerce retailer for furniture and decor. Um, And I actually joined them as one of their early hires to actually figure out their B2B go-to-market strategy, which was essentially a startup within Wayfair. So they had figured out that their best customers were actually buying furniture from a professional standpoint. Um, And they were developing this program called Wayfair Professional at the time, which was catered for a wide range of buyers, everyone from small businesses, you could think about um, an interior design shop or a contractor all the way to enterprises who could be massive hotel chains or restaurants um, and had the opportunity to join them and really build and shape what that B2B go-to-market strategy should look like. Um, And like any sort of fast-growing business, I had the opportunity to wear a lot of different hats as a part of that growth. Um, So I had the opportunity to build out paid demand gen for them, help them set up the funnel, um, develop their inside sales strategy and figure out experimentation there. Um, and just learned a ton about the B2B funnel and how to optimize it and how to do it in a really data-driven way while really understanding the customer. Um, and so that was an amazing journey. And, you know, B2B 
being a part of that was incredible. And I had this itch to, to go back and work with earlier stage companies and get the chance to do it all over again. Um, and OpenView is such a unique firm in that they have this team of operators that really gets to work hands-on with the portfolios and get in the weeds with them. Um, while also sitting a part of being a part of, you know, a venture capital firm and really having the financial mindset as well. Um, so it was really eager to, to join OpenView and get to work with our companies and really focus in on SaaS in particular. Awesome. Awesome. And, and, and in the, you said like two and a half years, you've been at OpenView, right? Was yes. That, yeah, roughly. Uh, and, and you, you know, with that exposure to so many great SaaS companies, not only, you know, in, in your portfolio, uh, but I guess, you know, just, just general like day to day and, uh, you know, what, what is your kind of like feeling in how SaaS has evolved over the last of a couple of years? Definitely. So, I mean, it's funny, you hear people talk about this all, all the time, but I mean, just coming from my background and coming from Wayfair, which was obviously at its heart an e-commerce platform, I had the perspective of laying, uh, layering B2B on top of e-commerce. Um, and now working directly with SaaS companies, it's like I 100% see the parallels between a B2C business and a B2B SaaS business. Um, and I just see the two converging more and more, um, which makes a ton of sense because at the end of the day, whether you're a consumer or a business, you're still a buyer, you're still a consumer, right? You're still purchasing something. And I think the way people purchase things at home influences the way they purchase things at work. And so I definitely see the two converge and have seen the parallels. Um, and so it's been really unique to to get to really be a part of that these last couple of years. Product led growth, like certainly, uh, I, I think I mentioned it recently on um, uh, an episode of the podcast we did with Kieran Flanagan uh, a while back. Who also, I know he's contributed quite a bit of stuff like that for you guys. Uh, uh, and um, like last year, I would say at SaaS stock, like two kind of two themes that really kind of like stood out for me um, as being kind of like big ones. One was big, one was brand, you know, and one was product led growth. Uh, um, and, uh, I guess like, I know that's something that, uh, you know, OpenView and, and, and yourself, uh, um, you know, very much kind of like big, uh, believers, uh, you, you know, in product like growth. Um, uh, but I, I guess kind of like, first of all, like, you, you know, what is product like growth for those that, uh, that don't really know? Definitely. Yes. We'd love to call it PLG, but for mm. the record, it is product like growth. <laughs> um, so you know, simple definition, product-led growth is a go-to-market strategy that relies really on the product itself to be the primary driver of user acquisition, retention, and expansion. So it's all about how can you put your product and your software at the forefront of every step of your lead and customer journey. Um, so like another way I like to think about it is how can you move um, to a world where your software is really bought as opposed to purely sold, right? So how can you think about delaboring the distribution side of your business, whether that's like your marketing effort, your sales effort, your CS effort, and how can you start to really leverage the product more to do more of the work? And, and like what makes that so like attractive uh, to to you as an investor and other obviously other investors that are really kind of you know looking at, at, at product like growth companies yep definitely yeah so it's something that openview has been studying both in you know private companies as well as public companies but like 
without a doubt, product-led growth companies outperform their peers. And I think it comes down to just all around better unit economics. So, I mean, within our own portfolio, we know the companies who take this approach to growth, they have higher growth rates, they spend less on sales and marketing, they have lower payback, they're just able to grow more efficiently. Um, and it's not just true within our portfolio. You know, we've been studying public SaaS companies as well. Um, we actually created on um, our content site, OpenView Labs, something called the PLG Index, which you can take a look at if you're interested. But we've been tracking, um, you know, obviously all public SaaS companies and their key metrics and then comparing that to the public PLG SaaS companies. So, you know, big names that everyone will know, like a plural site um, or many others. But you can tell across all the metrics, they outperform. So I think it was, you know, at the end of February, we were seeing that, you know, all public SaaS companies were currently trading at a median enterprise value to revenue multiple of around eight, while the public PLG companies were trading at a 10.7 multiple. So, I mean, we just see it time and time again that these companies outperform because they're able to be more efficient with the resources they have. Are, are OpenView only investing in, in product-led growth companies? Uh, and even, let's say, with some of the, the, the existing portfolio, if they weren't like product-led growth, you know, when you invested them, you, you know, are you kind of working with them to be much more like product-led growth type organizations? Great question. We don't think of product-led growth as a sort of binary thing, right? It's not like you are product-led growth or you're not. There are varying levels of maturity and sophistication that you can adopt. And the right level of that sophistication depends on your business and your market. Um, so if you are a very viral-driven business, like a Calendly in our portfolio, like it makes perfect sense that they should really strive to be a completely product-led growth business just because of the nature of what they offer. Or mm-hmm. another great example is Expensify in our portfolio. You know, We invested a handful of years ago, and they were probably really our first investment where we were really starting to see the power of a product-led growth strategy. Um, so for some businesses, it certainly makes sense. Um, but there are other businesses where maybe only certain elements of product-led growth make sense. Um, and so we are still, you know, broad software investors um, at the expansion stage, but we definitely have um, our eyes out for who are the product-led growth companies and who are companies that can adopt certain elements of product-led growth in order to scale more effectively. You mentioned um, sort of like earlier, like plural site, you know, from a public company perspective, being a great example of a product-led growth company, and also within your own portfolio, Calendly, Expensify. Like, who are who are the who are the beacons of product-led growth that like everybody listening should should have a look at, um, or maybe, you know, maybe they're aware of it already. Yeah, oh, there's so many great companies out there um, with the strategy. I mean, I think. The ones that get referenced a lot are, um, you know, Slack, obviously, Trello, Lucidchart, SurveyMonkey, uh, Datadog in our portfolio. Um, I think what's really neat is that when we think about product-led growth companies, it's not just across one sector of the software market, right? Like we're seeing product-led growth companies as it relates to developer tools. You see product-led growth companies for more like back office and operations, like Pipeify in our portfolio is a really great example of that. 
Um, you see it for customer engagement uh, solutions, like I already mentioned, like a SurveyMonkey or a Typeform. Um, and then again, for like productivity and collaboration solutions, like a Slack. So I think it's really interesting that this strategy can be applied no matter sort of what sector you sit in, in the software market. You, you've, uh, the, the, there's a deck online on, on SlideShare uh, from OpenView. I think you, you cr- uh, crafted the deck, right? Uh, what the heck is product-led growth? Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, according, question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, according to you within that, uh, like product-led growth is about flipping the scripts on every aspect of the business. Um, can you elaborate more on, on what that means? Sure. So, I mean, fundamentally, product like growth is really a mindset of how you should approach every aspect of your business, in my opinion. And I think I think there can be a misconception when people hear product like growth that that means it only influences your product department or that that is suggesting that you should be a product manager led organization. And like that just simply isn't true. I mean, to me, product like growth involves thinking about you know, how you can delabor sort of all the aspects of your business and think about your product as an asset as it relates to marketing, as it relates to sales, your packaging and your pricing, your customer success, really, I mean, every pillar of your business. And, and uh, so if, if we look at product marketing, sales and pricing individually, I mean, we could probably spend a whole like podcast uh, <laughs> Definitely. A, a couple of hours just, just, <laughs> just on one of those, right? But um, doing it just as, as best as you can in a, you know, in a short um, sort of like summary, um, you know, how can you, ch- uh, how would product-led growth, uh, you know, help change the products, help change marketing, sales, pricing? Yeah, definitely. Great question. So why don't, why don't we start with marketing? Because I've spent a, a bit of time there. So I think like one of the most fundamental ways that you can achieve product-led growth as it relates to marketing is actually thinking about your product as a marketing channel, right? And using your product to target your users, not just your buyers, right? So you're thinking about how can you get your product in front of potential users as a way to create lead generation. Um, so Calendly is such a great example of this. Hopefully everyone out there has either is a Calendly user or has received a Calendly link. Um, but it's, you know, every time you're setting up a Calendly uh, invitation with someone or setting up a meeting, you're experiencing the power of Calendly, right? You're experiencing how simple and easy it is to get a meeting set up. So you don't have to go back and forth with six emails suggesting times of when to meet and who's available um, and thinking about that interaction as a way to create lead generation. So small things like creating um, calls to action in that flow for new users to actually sign up with Calendly um, is a great example. Let's um, assume uh, like, you know, I'm listening to this podcast. I'm running a, a SaaS company that you know I, I felt that it hasn't got anything to do with my product-led growth to date. But you, you know now I, I'm sold and converted um, that you know this is something you, you know uh, the future sort of direction of, of the company. Um, what sort of advice can you provide to kind of transition to that when you haven't traditionally been a, a product-led growth focused company? Um, you know, what, what are the kind of like the, the first steps uh, that you would recommend? 
Yeah. So I guess two things come to mind to me. Uh, the first one is I would seriously look at your CS and onboarding strategy. Um, because I think that is where I just see so much low hanging fruit across businesses. And so a way to sort of flip the script on CS and really apply more of a product led growth strategy is thinking about how you can empower more self-service for your customers to make them more successful. Um, so rather than leaning into your account managers or your CSMs um, to serve those customers, which may not be quite as scalable, how can you start to take some of the work that they do and build it into the product itself? Not saying that you're going to get rid of your CSM team or your account managers by any means, but how can you start to take away some of the work that really the product can do um, and really dedicate your you know, full-time employees and those FTEs towards servicing the most complex customers or the ones that need the most hand-holding and use your onboarding um, and that sort of like self-service approach to serve the masses. Um, so that's definitely one. The other area that I would encourage people to think about is your packaging and your pricing. So a key principle of product-led growth is how can you remove barriers from initial usage and get these users into the product? Um, and for some businesses, right, that's a freemium or a free trial approach. But for other businesses, that may not make as much sense and you need to be a little bit more creative. But thinking about that initial way that users get started with your product, um, there tends to be a lot of low-hanging fruit there of, of getting those users directly in and letting them to get letting them experience, you know, the amazing benefits of the, of the product. What are some other key practices for making product-led growth successful at each stage of the journey? So thinking in acquisition, conversion, expansion. Yeah, great question. So, I mean, from an acquisition standpoint, I think we hit on it. It's how do you think about your product as a marketing channel? Um, whether that is calls to actions or in-product invitations um, and thinking about how to enable virality both internally within accounts, but also externally. Um, I think as it relates to conversion, that's, that really comes back to packaging and pricing. So if you're going to set up your initial packaging to get people into the product, maybe with a free trial or a freemium approach, you need to be really smart about where you're going to start to enforce paywalls um, and making sure you've got users experiencing the value of the product and then enforcing paywalls, right? Or then trying to upsell them. And that's where I think like product qualified leads come into play. Um, and I, I have a hunch that that might be what Kieran talked about on his podcast. I think HubSpot has done an amazing job of starting to move towards this more product-led growth approach. Um, and they've really leaned heavily on product qualified leads to figure out who should actually be upsold and who should actually be catered by, um, you know, a true sales representative. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you nailed it on the uh, the, the head, Ari, uh, sort of Kieran's uh, podcast episode there. Um, and and you're, um, you'll be speaking at Sasso East Coast on June the 5th. I'm going to hazard a guess. I'm going to hazard a guess is on product-led growth, but if, it, if it's not, that's still okay. Uh, <laughs> it will be. It will be. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, have you crafted the, the, uh, the, the talk yet? Can you give uh, any kind of like insights? I'm sure we may have covered some of the, uh, uh, the aspects uh, uh, perhaps on, on this podcast today. 
Yeah. So my hope for that talk is actually to go deep into the actual maturity of PLG in the market and give people a sense of like, where do they stand against their peers, right? Like very specifically as it relates to some of these principles that we talked about. Um, So I actually just ran some research where I surveyed 350 SaaS companies about where they are in their PLG journey um, to get an understanding across these key tactics, across acquisition, conversion, expansion, and even just like team structure and how you build an organization to actually implement product-led growth. Um, so the hope is we'll go deep into some of those insights from the research um, and give some people some really specific ideas of what they can do for their business. Awesome. Well, um, you know, delighted to to have you as part of uh, uh, East Coast uh, this June the 5th in, uh, in in New York. And I think uh, tickets are available at, uh, at sas.com forward slash events and uh, just hit east coast and um that'll be uh, uh, that'll be a great uh, couple of days out there in uh, in new york so uh, uh, really excited for that um we, we we come to the end of the show uh now actually like we always ask as our kind of final question how our guests stay healthy and sane on their uh, on their SAS journey what is uh, <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> why yeah how, how are you not crazy yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so let me think about that. So, I mean, I think, yeah, it probably varies for every individual person. Uh, for me, what gives me sort of energy and keeps me sane is anything that makes me active. So, I mean, I love outside of work when I'm not staring at a computer screen, love to do anything from like running, biking, boxing, hiking, like you name it. Um, I feel like it's a nice uh, it's a good way to just step back from work and, and just really focus on something else. So that's something I try and do something active every day. Um, and then it can, you know, gets me energized to come back to work the next day. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ashley uh, Murphy, uh, thank you for taking the time to uh, educate us around product led growth uh, uh, today. Um, look forward to seeing you in New York in, in June. Um, Thank you very much, Ashley Murphy, uh, Senior Director of Growth at OpenView. Thank you so much. And if you're listening in and you've got requests for the SaaS talk about what you want to hear about, definitely shoot me a message on LinkedIn. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ashley. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the SaaS Revolution show and you've picked up valuable lessons from Ashley Murphy. As a reminder, to see her and 20 other stellar speakers, plus spend a few days with like-minded SaaS founders, executives, and investors at the best price possible, grab a ticket for SaaS Talk East Coast before March 29th. Thanks for listening. See you next time.